1: A Decade Under the Influence. No rules, no limits. No wonder these filmmakers changed our world. Welcome to A Decade Under the Influence wrap up of Man in the Glass Booth, 1975.
0: Hi. Hi. What a fucking phenomenal movie that is. I mean, we talked through it and ruined it for you if you watched it through like that, so sorry.
1: We didn't uh, ruin it. That's the podcast. No, You've I know.
0: It. It's, it's just one of those movies that, like, I, I hope.
1: They didn't talk about that. You understand our function. Yeah, exactly. Like it's I hope obvious. that you—it's you, not the best one to riff off of.
0: Yeah, and that you've seen it before, and you're going back through it with like a, a like a, an eye towards like digging stuff out or sitting with your
1: feelings. And they have that. Us yeah. Do exactly. that as well. They have that issue on mission log too. They have a section where they'll just do riffing. Oh, interesting. Because right, there's certain things in the film that you can you know riff off of and stuff and. They'll save it for a first, a certain part, and on serious episodes, they'll, they will say, "Yeah, this feels a little weird," you know. Mm-hmm. And I felt that a couple times through this film, but
0: yeah, definitely. I mean, it's a intense film on a about an intense subject, so I mean,
1: uh, we but, brought it to you. We take it seriously. We love this movie. Yeah, definitely.
0: <laughs> um, I this movie like is for me is all of it at the end. And I I have a hard time getting away from good hand from gestures. That at all. I'm so sorry you
1: can't see the hand yeah. gestures. We start filming this. <laughs> <laughs> capture your amazing Just hand that gestures.
0: moment where like he is just broken in that booth and like locked and hiding.
1: And it's uh, just gonna get real good, but it freeze frames and rolls credits.
0: Right. Like a proper seventies movie should. <laughs> uh but just the, the intensity that it hits you with. I'm, I'm, You know, we just watched it, so I'm just sort of left with that at the end. And that feeling of, like, him in that booth and all those people there and judges staring at him and people being like, why did you do this? But him, like, feeling the intensity of all that has transpired in his life and wanting some closure and not having a pathway to it that he can identify and... I don't know. Uh, excuse me. It it's hard. I don't know, what are you, how are y'all feeling right now?
2: I think it hits harder the first time you watch it. Um It it does kinda yeah, for me. Um it does kinda spoil it a bit when when you already mm. know the ending and then watch it again. Um but I, I do appreciate The points that it touches on, I think there's some things that need a little bit of an update. Um,
1: Oh, tell us about those. I was never not spoiled because I watched Duet first. But what, what if you can get taken off track? What are some of the things that need an update?
2: Um, just there's just like a lot, a lot about like Holocaust studies that have have come a little bit further along and like understanding the psychology of, um. You know all the the bystanders who are who are responsible for the Holocaust, for like the experiences of survivors. Um, I think I think they do a really good job generally, like of, of touching yeah. on those points and um, trying to remember some of the. I pointed them out as we were going along yeah, the film, but I realized that and it's stuck in
1: seventy five.
2: Remember. Right. <laughs> a specific point and mm-hmm.
0: It's okay. I mean I, I think gotta. it's it's worth watching with an eye towards like uh, academic research from, from now and saying like, oh that feels a little
1: like they would tell you that oh, too. Right. We'll know more later, hopefully. Right. So
2: hopefully. there's like a couple of of uh, moments where it, I think that they did it very well was like the conversation with the with the psychiatrist. Um mm-hmm. You know, like making a point of like using that conversation um, in order to make a point about how it it wasn't mental illness. Like mm-hmm, right. the the Holocaust cannot be explained by mental illness. There's way too many people who participated in it and approved of it for it to be explained as a mental illness. And I mean, there's. And sociology
1: they, shit in there though for like a mass group of people and getting other people to go along with sure. it. sure like, yeah
2: yeah yeah I and mean, you were talking
1: not, about that too
2: of course we there's it. like all sorts of like there's sociological explanations there's social psychology explanations um and i i i feel like in that in that scene they're they're sort of touching on the social psychology explanations, like pushing back on the idea that it was mental illness that caused the Holocaust, how that's just not even possible. And
1: um, well, the fact that he didn't study his art enough, at, like
2: <laughs> at, at how people go along with, with these sorts of things, like the, the social psychology that happens, that implicit bias that overrides your value systems in favor of just like shit that you've been subconsciously programmed with um and it's like it's not even necessarily just like social conditioning either like um they had the so they did have the einsatzgruppen which was like specially um programmed and trained and prepared to carry out the um the mass exterminations like so the what they were describing in the phone, like taking people to the mass shooting pits um and like filling them up with the dead of the whole town but it wasn't just the einsatzgruppen that did that um they they also uh had the, the order police and just, um, just ordinary people come and do that and participate in that. And, um, there, there wasn't really, uh, a stark difference between the Einsatzgruppen and, and the, the order police that did it. And so... So there has to be then, you know, you're confronted with the reality that this was something that ordinary people who weren't mentally ill would participate in and confronted with the fact that, like, it could be you. Like, if you are not vigilant and critical of what you're participating in and grounding your personal actions in your values and like taking that time to stop and think about what you're doing. Yeah. Um, you've
1: been following a sociopath for five years.
2: (gasps) Like you could, you could end up up doing that. You could end up participating in a Holocaust very easily talking
1: yourself into something horrible. Right. And you
2: know, 80% 80 of the population would do that just go along to get along. And and only 20% would have the the wherewithal to challenge that and, and be like, wait a minute.
1: <laughs> There's so much of that now. And in a lot of these yeah. movies we watch where it's like, oh, it's socially acceptable, so you just went yeah, along I, with it. <sighs> Jesus.
2: Yeah, I think culturally we're far more susceptible to that now than people even were probably then because oh of the anti-intellectualism and like people um not not really thinking about their actions and like ways of life critically and grounding them in values like that's considered um that's considered radical here like for someone to be you know thinking about like what they're buying, or, you know, what they're, like, how their personal, like, choices and things, like, impact others, and, like, is that consistent with your values, and, like, we're just not culturally, um... We, we, don't, we don't do that well in our society. We're not set up that way. Um, we're set up the opposite, like, complete opposite, to just go along with whatever is popular. Populism is very, very, very strong in, in American culture. And, and part of that I mean, where's is culture probably where it has to do with, like, um, with what we were founded in, right? Like, being founded on uh, slavery and colonialism like as a society in order to to cope with that kind of foundation you have to turn you have to turn your values off and and just go with authority figures just go with with whatever is like popular thought
0: i thought that was interesting where his his pa i can't remember his name the guy from uh the hailstorm chronicle. chronicle uh i
1: didn't see any of those whatever Gleeps, julians uh,
0: when, when he's on the stand actually i saw it once and she's like you know talking about the holocaust to him and he's like i can't believe that and she's like it happened he's like okay well how about i don't want to believe that because like that believing was
1: that it's quick
0: yeah because believing that i'd maybe want to you know resign myself from the human race I think there's a lot of that for people where like mm-hmm. it's just such a fucking horrible thought that it's it's like
1: we well, used to come up with that. If all that's
0: the... real, then I'm just gonna throw myself off a fucking bridge because
1: I can't deal with that. Like hosting events or when I was like teaching classes, it's like sometimes you would, especially for some reason at Reed, <laughs> just people would be like, "That's not real. That can't be real. Is that real?" You'd like show them things. I'm like,
2: what you know? Crack those well, brains. <laughs> especially for them because when you're talking about it you're talking about the crimes of their you know grandmothers and grandfathers right. generation and like, generation like, their fortune that they're going to that one school one thing on top on of
1: another thing right
2: comes from those crimes against humanity
1: I used to get free lunches there cuz um, Justin was going to school there and he was on a full scholarship yeah but like I took Jay there and we would get free lunches and I was like There's something. It was like almost no food on it. And I went to throw it away. And they're like, no, you have to put it on top so that we can like, you know, eat the stuff you didn't eat. I was like, you guys aren't homeless in this school at all. (laughs) They didn't take it to a place where, like, you're at, this is Reed College. Everyone knows y'all are posh. (laughs) Didn't understand that at all. Well, (laughs) I mean, yeah. I mean, it was like, y'all are playing. Exactly.
0: You're playing, (laughs) (laughs) Judge. Trying to create an aesthetic of, like, oh, we're, we actually understand, like, working class values. We understand these things. It's like,
1: <laughs> no, you don't. You're dressing up. You're LARPing yeah, right now. LARP. That's what we were talking about last night. When it's like that. The, the I watched um, the real world reunion. <laughs> and they're revisiting these conversations I had on race. And all this woman had to do was be quiet and listen. And she couldn't do it. She just, it was crazy crazy <laughs> they're all like you can do this you can shut up for two minutes just couldn't do it she had to talk about her african dance class oh, and like
2: God. Yeah. and how like
1: we don't see race it's just like
2: oh, oh. cognitive dissonance man it will lead you the fuck astray but, i mean that <laughs> actually so ties sad
0: pretty well back to what you're saying though because it's uh, those Mm -hmm. markers right that like break your brain you're like literally like i can't believe that i can't do that thing because like that would mean that i am engaging in activities that violate core ethics that i've been told that i believe the whole house of cards yeah and it just starts crumbling
2: Right. right right you said a like everyone wants to believe that they're a a righteous and good person you can say dude righteous, and, dude. <laughs> righteous dude. <laughs> <laughs> and but yet you know we set we set these these biases in our brains so that we can so that our brains can save energy and make quick decisions mm-hmm. but when we do that
1: get us off the like way.
2: the those, those biases are typically programmed by the the culture around you
1: I that was church diocese. and so like
2: you know all the <laughs> all the rotten crap that you take in from you know tv ads and all of that stuff is like programs your biases and so if you're not consciously thinking and making decisions then you're not you're not acting on your own values you're acting on the values that have been like planted in your brain Ooh. by your culture or yeah. your you know tv ads and things like mm-hmm.
1: that the art and entertainment the whispering voice of society in your ear <laughs> yeah, but she didn't have to take an african dance class <laughs> <laughs> i signed up for it <laughs> this is going to eliminate my racism right you can right use, on
0: you can use it as a card
1: and we're gonna have a wine season. and cheese dinner Absolutely. right on
2: <laughs> but like so your your brain like really wants to save that energy so like if anything that challenges those the so a bias is a thinking shortcut that your brain sets and and like when anything challenges that bias your brain tries really hard to protect it and it like it's literally physically painful when when you get cogn- cognitive dissonance from from one of your biases being challenged. That's it's a, like your brain does not want to yeah, let go. that it's a, of a reordering it. so, of like, the math of calories, right? People, Karen, people freak the fuck out, and like um, some some people like it can it can trigger PTSD in people too. So like people who have, who have PTSD will have a stronger reaction to. To their to cognitive dissonance, um, which that obviously gets weird, but
0: right. Well, and what? that's where all those intersections of like mental health and society and racism and cultural oppression and yeah. it's, a, it's a weird mix. You're writing and a punk song here, and it sounds good. <laughs> it <right> there.
2: <laughs> to tie it all back into the film, uh, <laughs> like we. We it never left were the film able for me to discover these the this phenomena
1: do, because do, 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 do. of
2: phenomena <laughs> because of studying the Holocaust. Like people were hmm. like, What mm-hmm. the fuck happened? How does this happen? How could this be? How could people who profess to have values that should be prevent them from doing such monstrosities, how could they have done this? Yeah. I mean, you can study and America,
1: know. though, too. Good. Like, six million. But mm-hmm. I believe... They're like maybe 400 million is what Huey Newton was saying. It's like right. Throwing out from some class he took.
2: Yeah.
1: You know? What did you think of his line where, what was it, he was like, only a Jewish person would be so hateful of Jews. So anti-Semitic. So anti-Semitic. That's it. Yeah. And also, right before that, it was just like his... his his secret evidence his secret information (laughs) I just know baby he's got
0: a good sense of humor Uh, he hates the Jews (laughs) in a way that's really specific to how we hate ourselves so it is true
1: because they checked the Nazi hunters did check his junk so he did go ahead and get circumcised yeah whoa yeah. To eliminate his guilt. But did you like that line? It was like weird. Well,
0: he, he didn't get circumcised. He tried to uncircumcise himself or
2: something. Oh, maybe. No, they don't, yeah, he added, no, he they added. don't That's say, would be, but you, he you already have been to circumcised. presume that he would have gotten circumcised as an infant. Right? No, I know. I yeah. just infant, had it but backwards. It his but child. I mean, the they
1: checked his shit. Whatever. Right. And he was like spot on because he knew dental records from like an atom. <laughs> <laughs> but that line about, you know... uh self-hatred or whatever mm-hmm. no, it's, it's, yeah, it's, interesting. it's interesting
2: i wonder where that was coming from or like what point they're trying to make i'm not i mean it might have been something really specific wondering if it's like an inside perspective being shared right but, and, and
0: especially about like a young person's perspective of like older older folks in that community like they could have really seen like people having a lot of that 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 shame and self doubt and, and self hatred and hatred of the community because of that that violence towards them and like seeing the like having that survivor's guilt on top of them and
1: how long were those people working for him too. It was interesting that he had the person of color that was working for him and yeah. kept doing all those eye rolls and as they slowly like that was interesting too, the the use of having him as a character. Mhm. But the other one, uh the, the Hillstrom chronicle guy <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he was like, he his, saw him as a rich, uh, you know, German guy, rich boss. Kind of, right? Like, well, he was presenting himself. And he was like, How long have they been working for this dude?
0: I, it seemed like he'd been working for him for a while. Because, you know, he knew all of the
1: songs that he wanted him to sing. And that's, that's true. And shit like that. He had, he was they like. Did he know a, they were coming? Because he put on that fucking record. That was some timing. Yeah. That was, was just scripted. Movies. Well,
0: Well, yeah, totally. (laughs) But I mean, I I think you were right in that moment where you're like, yeah, he's getting into
1: character. He's like, hey, let's take a second. Let's step back. But I mean, it just happened to be right when they were showing up. I did really like the Nazi hunters in that. Yeah. I mean, not my favorite wig or hair, but... (laughs) (laughs) I love a tight perm.
2: (laughs) Oh, the other moment that I was thinking of um, was the the part where the, the judge... Mm. I mean, it's not, it's not very like
1: consistent with a
2: courtroom per se, but like, but is asking, you know, how could, how could so many people have gone along with this knowing they were going to their destruction? Oh yeah. And, and like, I, I liked that the answer was, you know, it was, it was beyond our imagination Mm -hmm. that, that this could be occurring and that, that is consistent with a lot of a lot of what i've read of like people hearing reports like even having someone from a nearby town you know survive the the shooting pits and then you know make it to their town tell this incredible story right about you know how his entire family his entire town had been massacred and people people wouldn't believe it they just couldn't like right it was just so horrific and you know it's coming from this one individual so they're like ah this guy must be a vagabond or something you know until you know then like you you, you get these stories of like people telling like their first hand like they had the information but they didn't believe it they assumed that they the were person there, telling the survivors,
1: story, <laughs> right right
2: like, they, they thought, you know, oh, this person, you know, must have screw loose or something. And and it's, it's only when it happens to their town that they suddenly are like, oh my god, you, that was real. That was true. How could this be real? And even as it's happening to them, even, you know, as they, you know, go through, like... You know, half of the the people are killed in the shooting pits, and then they're on a train, and then they're at, you know at the camps, and and all of this is unfolding right before their eyes, and they still just like it's so beyond your comprehension that such cruelty could happen. And, but but I, and with that, people I, just I, really struggle with it.
0: I think it is important to point out that people did rise up. There were plenty of camp revolts. There were there were things like that.
2: Yeah, I mean, a lot of it was real late.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Unfortunately,
2: it was like you know at the point where they were very limited in how they could respond. Um, Yeah. But like the people who did escape and were able to join the resistance and you know like join the partisans. Like, had a much, much higher survival rate. And, and also, like, the the death tolls could have been way, way worse if there wasn't that resistance. If there weren't these folks, like, staging yeah. liberations at the camps. And, like, you know, they, they couldn't liberate the whole camp, but they could liberate a few individuals at a time from the camps. And then those people, like you know, several of them would join the partisans, and, like, the partisan movements are, like, growing more, and, like, also had, like, um, external support from, like, the Russian government and things like that, like, right. and that was really important, and it, and it is really unfortunate that that, that history is so buried, and they're, like, the dominant narrative is that, like, people just were willingly led to their deaths, and it's, A lot of the time it was true, but I think it was just out of shock. Like, people just, like, it's just like, we're talking about ordinary people here just, like, suddenly being thrown into a situation that no one could have imagined before. Right. Um, like, you know, people didn't, people didn't necessarily, especially not, not, like, European Jews hadn't heard about what was happening to native americans you know like <laughs> the right. that kind of well, like yeah. unless they were soldiers who are like you know fighting for like colonial armies and in like india or something like that we they would not have seen cruelty on that level before
1: yeah were gonna say something
0: oh I had something but it's 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 either past or it doesn't matter if, uh, um, that's okay
1: I thought of one thing about because um, the survivors guilt is such an intense thing and I was thinking about um the documentary uh, passing it on about the New York chapter of the Black panther party and um, Jamal jo- Joseph is talking about you know the Black panther version of survivors guilt you know and if you were in a leadership position, like giving people, um, you know, orders to do something and, you know, you, you shared food with these people and like, you know, trying to make society better. And in, in some cases, you know, it got worse and like, you know, it was just interesting, you know, talking about like what it feels like to live with that. And like, this is even worse than that. It's oh, just, yeah. it's really difficult for me to comprehend a lot of that. And we've watched a lot of movies and I've watched a lot of documentaries. And still, I mean, you just have to listen
2: Yeah. to I mean, what it's... these
1: people are saying. And Kathleen Cleaver was talking about n- going to therapy, you know, for her intense PTSD about living through this second revolution you know, I mean, they had really scary situations. People were shooting at him. People got murdered. You had COINTELPRO disrupt, discredit, and destroy. And finally, she gets a therapy that works. And the woman's like, "It was this therapy is designed for survivors of con- tr- tr- concentration camps. Mm. And, like, that was the only therapy that worked for her. Wow.
2: Well, it's like, I, I think especially... Especially for folks who survived the concentration camps the things that they had to do Mm -hmm. in order to survive go counter to like human instinct like people had to be selfish in ways that were extremely unnatural like you know, having, like, hoarding food, stealing other people's food when everyone is starving. Um, And seeing the immediate results of that, too. Yeah, making and selling things or, you know, stealing people's shoes, knowing that if you steal someone's shoes, they would die. Like, and, but, like, people were put in these, these circumstances where, you know, like, you would be given... Like, with the shoes example, like, Mm
1: -hmm. you
2: would just be given shoes, and if the shoes didn't fit, you could die, like, because of, you know, infections and, you know, all that kind of stuff, and so people would, and the shoes might not be in good condition or whatever, and so, you know, sometimes you could, you know, barter food or whatever to get the right like, swap and get the right shoes.
1: It's very cold.
2: But, like, you know, Mm -hmm. other like, you know, maybe the only person who has the shoes that are the right size for you, it's also the right size for them, Mm -hmm. and there's, you know, like, they're not gonna give them up, like, it's just, like, there's, there's so many little things like that, where, like, you know, in the moment, the person is just trying to survive, but then once they are back in like, normal society where where those sorts of behaviors are just unthinkable, and the consequences were so dire, like, the guilt that you would have that you engaged in an immoral behavior that resulted in someone's death, I that would be so intensely hard to live oh with, God, and, like, right? Um, like wh- that was one of the, one of the biggest takeaways I had from from P- Primo Levi's book. Um, so it's in, in in
0: Which what what book was that?
2: I was just gonna say. Oh sorry. Um. So in in the U.S. release, the title is Survival in Auschwitz, but it doesn't it doesn't really do the it does the book a disservice. Like his the title that he wanted it to have is, um, you know, what is a man? Because, like, his whole thesis of his whole... Like, he's telling his story of survival and what it meant to survive Auschwitz, but, like, he's he wasn't... It wasn't really about that so much as, like, him struggling with the survivor's guilt about what people had to do and, like, the way that it it... The circumstances dehumanized you to such a degree that like it was hard to have human solidarity because the whole system was designed to destroy your sense of humanity and to dis intentionally destroy your sense of solidarity with another human being
1: right
2: and do it in prison and mm-hmm. you know by the end of it he's like i've I've survived in body, but like, am I, am I a person anymore? Mm. Am I a man? What is a man? Like, and and so like, I see when I, when I watched this, this film initially, like that was what I was thinking about was like, you know, someone struggling with that level of survivor's guilt. Like not just like, you know, oh, we all did our best to survive together and, and you know, we weird together, that I right. survived and other people didn't. This is another fucking level right. of survivor's guilt. And like, who who could blame them? Like they were put in that circumstance. They were it was psychologically designed to do that. Intentionally. Like that it wasn't just accidentally or just by happenstance, like that way it was explicitly designed to do that to them so it's like you can't say oh they're bad people because of what they had to do to survive i right. you know okay. if anything it's like i feel more compassion for them and also horror at at the holocaust because like who Like, you know, everyone, I think everyone likes to think about, well, not, I mean, this is going to sound funny, but like, if everyone likes to imagine that if they were put in such terrible circumstances that, you know, they would be really smart and they would survive. Very few people think about what that means and what you would have to do and, and just like having the, the personal realization that like, I don't think I would. Yeah. I don't think I would survive. It just makes it even more terrifying. It's like...
1: You yeah. hear that for slavery, too. Yep. people be like, if I go back in time, I would shoot it up and fucking... Yeah, like, no, you wouldn't. Do yeah, a, a, like, a Django-type situation. <laughs>
2: yeah, it's like 80% of you wouldn't.
1: No. And, like, we still have a lot of, like, you know, research to do and, like, a lot of hard-looking, even... To, to go that far back and so we can like you know discuss it I mean they didn't keep a lot of records but still the research that they did over there uh, I don't feel has been done over here for slavery oh, and absolutely. a lot of our history a and lot t- of
2: it has been done it's just not Publicized or distributed well, like there is a, well, an both, incredible body of research we're that not, is. We're not putting that out. Fascinating. <laughs> well, but there but hasn't it's been not, like the, It's not getting out to the public. It's like locked up in academia. There's I never been a
0: reconciliation that.
1: for that. And no reparations.
0: Right. <laughs> which I think is which is a massive
1: disparity between what happened in Germany, and what's
0: what has and continues. To well, happen then they made it, the it illegal. States. Yeah.
1: And they didn't do that here to be like, you can't say that, you know, if you have the swastika, you'll go to jail.
0: Well, and, and just yeah. what last year, uh, the last year That's of Trump's presidency, in he banned the 1619 project, which was like a, a set of trainings built on like hmm. creating understanding in government of like racism and its effects on like funny how, how, how government is, is like uh, understanding utilized. government. But then, like, he, they replaced it with what? The, the 1776 project, which is like, that's a right. <laughs> hooray, hooray for America. We've only ever been perfect. Yeah. Um, which is the story that oh my this God. country loves to fucking tell itself. Yeah.
1: Ah! It's interesting. The director was like, you know, it, this is like considered kind of an art film and didn't get a lot of distribution. But, um, the director was like, we got nothing but really good reviews. And he seemed kind of shocked. (laughs) Because he was like, people are probably going to talk shit about this. It was just funny. You know, 30, 35, 40 years later, he was like, they loved it. And they like extended it so that um, they could get into, there's some weird rule about uh, Oscars. It had to have shown in two weeks or six weeks in New York. And they extended it so it could have that. And it got like nothing but positive reviews. And he was just like, oh, I didn't expect that. (laughs) It's like, Refreshing actually to hear that. Yeah.
2: I appreciate it also in this film that they um I mean only just for a fleeting glimpse of a moment, <laughs> but like went into a little bit of of women's experience of the holocaust because mm. that is you know, oh, like yeah. the, like women's they did it in the
1: hiding place a little bit.
2: Yeah, like women's experience of the Holocaust was so horrific that um that the books that the very few books that women were were able to write um just like went out of print pretty fast like people just could not handle or fathom the the level of of brutality that women experience in um so like so so films and books and things like that typically avoid the terrible things that happened to women in the holocaust and then this hmm. film for the most part avoided the worst stuff and you know t- touched on the lighter side of of like women's experience of the holocaust but like even mentioning the the brothels
0: there's was, a couple um, scenes like that where they talk about was was pretty how, good how they broke heroes like, and and whatnot the the whole concept of like if you step out of line, we will do the most horrific things and we will do them publicly. We will do them in front of your family, your friends. We will have yeah. you do them to your family and friends. Yeah. We will break you in such a specific and terrible way. And... It,
2: yeah, I mean, the, so one of, one of the really terrible things about the brothels was that... Um, was that it, it wasn't just the The Germans that were using them, like the brothels were used as like rewards for the the male prisoners as well, and so it was like for these women like their own their own people, their own fellow prisoners were raping them in these brothels, and then like. In in one interview that I saw with a survivor, um, he was telling he was telling his experience with the brothels with with such like fond like oh it was you know one of the only you know nice nice things we had was you know being able to go to the brothels and blah 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 and like the interviewer is sort of stunned right Jesus, like how yeah. could you how could you and you know, ask like, well what do you how do you think that was for these these women? And he was like, well, they're, you know, they were they were fed well and, you know, their circumstances were better and they were like, but but for them to have to do this, like, can can't you see like how this is horrible for them and he said well all of us had terrible jobs all of our jobs were terrible all of our jobs were miserable this was just their burden to bear or whatever and it's just like holy shit right? like this is you know like and, and that like to me like helped to explain part of the silence too for, for the women like you know the that that they were never really fully allowed to feel the outrage, to feel mm. like a, a legitimately like a victim. Right. Because like everyone to was mourn, a victim. To mourn what happened to them being especially Ugh. horrific. Yeah. I just
1: patriarchy. Um, but sexism. yeah, so
2: I just like, I, I appreciate Shitty. them, I appreciate them touching on that in the film.
1: Yeah. That made me think of uh, a couple more DS9 episodes where they actually touch on that too, and I, I I like to give DS9 shit sometimes, but like, the character of Karen Arise, and they, they discuss a lot of that, because yeah. um her mother, you know, she... It turns out she was a collaborator in some way. She went to go, you know, be right. with one of the gulls to get special treatment, but it was so that she could get food for her family or mm-hmm. medical care for Maurice or something like that. And it's like the show did well, for, not for have to do that. For all of her kids, that, yeah, for all of her kids.
2: That story. So when I when I saw that episode, right. like okay. I was like, I, I recognize that is directly from the Holocaust. That so story. It is good like, that they got that. Absolutely that annotate right
1: August. well and and, and the I reckoning like the character of Kira too
0: but the reckoning that 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 moment has too because she's looking at that from from a different perspective and mm-hmm. like her mother's dead so she can't really have this conversation so she can you know she's in this weird like back in times situation where she's not really in it because it's all it's all through the the portal or whatever but you know Judges she, will allow it <laughs> yeah portal. but like, it's the fucking sci-fi. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I love it. But but she's like, <laughs> she hears that she can't believe it. Then she believes it and hates her mom. Mm-hmm. And then it goes through a process of like understanding that, and like understanding. I mean they they do it in ninety minutes so or or however long forty five minutes or whatever. So it's 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 clunky, but like I. You're right. They didn't have to do that. They didn't have to take a deep dive into into that shit like that. But what they did, and it was impressive. I do like that. And
1: in general, I like the character of Kira Nerys. Mm-hmm. Trying to live in a uh, uh,
0: she she's the good moral compass in the show for for all the survivors and all the resistance, right? Because it's like. What what did you do? What would you do? Yeah, it's letting you, how would you, you do you in a life-threatening situation?
1: It's like, you know, terrorist? And they call her a terrorist, too, a lot. Oh, yeah. And she even says that. But, like, when you actually hear, like, what she went through, you can identify and be like, I hopefully would do, have done the same thing. Yeah. I get it. Like, and it's like, <laughs> you know, they, they, they talk about the occupation in real terms and what actually happened.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, this movie. Uh, when you were talking uh, earlier about people fighting back and the partisans Fight and back. resistance, one of the thing, one of the the books that came to mind from that was Craig uh "The Logic of Political uh, Violence," because he he covers that really specifically in in statistical terms of like here is percentages of people who fought back and their likelihood of survival versus people who were compliant with the system mm-hmm. um and that was that was eye-opening for me because i'd never heard that perspective before um you
1: made it through that dry ass book i did i did i'm happy uh i like people that can read dry ass books and then regurgitate it my, my in a way that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> my friend's mom, uh, I, growing up, like my best friend was Jewish, and his mom sat us down one time and was like, "You two are watching this fucking film," and put on Escape for, from Sobibor, uh, which is an intense film, but also it's like one of the m- more positive films I feel like from uh, like films about camps, because like it has a, a message of resistance and of perseverance. In, in the face of that, and I always really appreciated that it was uh i don't know why she made that choice i you know I, I stopped talking to him decades ago and <laughs> it would it, I, it's not too late I know it would no, it would be late. nice to to know from uh from her perspective like why she chose that f- uh, for us and I think it was important because like you know we grew up in a really toxic, really anti-Semitic, really racist place
1: mm-hmm.
0: um, that used terrible language passively. Um, and so, I mean, I, I, I've always really appreciated both, both of those influences.
1: I'm grateful I was able to go uh, to Auschwitz because uh, it was important to see. It was a very rough day, and you, know, you have to play a show at the end of it, and it's just we were all just like, whoa.
0: Oh my God!
1: They they take it they take it seriously, and that they can continue to take it seriously. It's just that that attitude is never going to change, right? Hopefully, there's people that would like it to change. Yeah. And as we were talking about earlier, as there's less and less people who survive through that. Yeah, I'm really glad that those
0: camps, those places are are kept as as hallowed ground with that with those stories because. I, I just mm-hmm. can't imagine people losing their perspective and like what that would mean.
2: And you know, like as much. Well, I've been to a website. Stu- <laughs> yeah. as much studying <laughs> as I did on the Holocaust, I don't, I don't, I don't think that I really understood until. I went there and saw the context of it. Like just the the enormity seeing like seeing the places where it happened, the infrastructure for everything, like really seeing it. Like made it make way more sense. Like I don't I don't think you can really understand what happened there until you've been there. And really, like, even, so, like, when I when I went there, I went on the tour first, and the tour is rough, because it's just, like, you're just going through real fast, and they're just throwing shit at you, and you don't have any time to take it in, you're just sort of just like, oh, just, like, overload, too much information coming at you, everything that's coming at you is really intense. Um... It wasn't until after like closing time and I was able to so it stays open after hours um as like a public memorial for folks to go and like visit the the like their relatives' burial places and things like that, so like you're you're allowed to just like spend quiet contemplative time and like be being there able to like really process like take the time to read the plaques that are everywhere like explaining what you're looking at um made a huge difference and there was also just like all sorts of buildings and exhibits that aren't included in the tour um that you can go and see they leave the buildings and the exhibits and stuff open after hours so that you can go Hmm. and, um,
1: it's an all day thing.
2: Yeah. 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 It's, it's not only an all day thing as in like, like a, like full you're in for the eight hours. It's like, you could really spend like two or three full days there. I wish I, I wish I had had more time to do that, but I, I hadn't scheduled enough time to really, See everything but well, I still um,
0: haven't been, so you can take me through and I would really appreciate the perspective yeah. of time and space that you've had to to walk through there.
2: But yeah, it wasn't until you, that, that I really, really felt like I like, oh okay. Now I fucking get it. Now I get it. All the things that didn't make sense to me before or were just sort of like, huh? Like I get it.
0: Yeah. feel like scoring?
1: I don't remember. I think I gave it an eight. Yeah. I think I'm in that territory. Eight or nine. Sometimes I go back, and if it's think, a low enough score, I'd give it higher. Yeah.
0: I, I think I want to give it a nine. Um, it's just such... It tells a perspective in a story that I don't know that I've... Seen anywhere else except for DS9. It gets um, a seven point one. But grounded so hard in, in a real thing. That is maybe a little bit more difficult to look at because it, it it's like, it is real like that. Only one thousand
1: one hundred and sixteen people have voted.
0: Well, I haven't. I haven't put my actual score on IMDb yet, so
1: no, I, I know. But I mean, you go to some of these movies like Inception, and it's like three million people have voted for that. And <laughs> More people, I think, could benefit from seeing this movie.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Thanks <laughs> uh, Thumbs up.
1: The movie we're watching next is so freaking buried that there's only like 10 on IMDb. Wow. So if we all review it afterwards, we can watch it go up. Because <laughs> it's at like a 3-2 right now or something. Oh oh Maybe Uh-oh. we'll actually lower it. <laughs> I'll, I hope This not, is yeah. the one that's about, you know... Um, a black revolutionary so it might be good it could be bad i don't know
0: right
1: we'll see uh review forthcoming yeah you gotta keep coming back you gotta keep coming back keep coming back it works if you work it and work it you're worth it <laughs>
0: <laughs> uh, thanks so much for joining us folks and uh we'll see you next time